You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by the OT Gourmet Geek, David Green, OC Monster Man, Tiffany, and DD Dunahoo. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. Hey there, lovelies, and thanks for joining us on the 214th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. For this week's episode, The Wheel of Terror selected two more films for us to discuss, They Reach and Synchronic. As a reminder, we do tend to spoil movies, so continue at your own risk. They Reach is streaming on Prime Video, Tubby, TV, and Voodoo. And Synchronic is up on Netflix, so make sure to check those out uh, if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. Great advice, great advice. Or not, you know, I mean, I don't... I don't know. Can we spoil these movies? I don't know that it really matters. The answer (laughs) is no. Yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, (laughs) But before we jump into today's films, let's get started with the segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is The Gin with a May 14th limited release. Don't know when we're getting a real release. It's written and directed by David Charbonnier. Yep. Bonnier, if it's French. Uh, and Justin Powell, they both previously uh, created The Boy Behind the Door, although I'm not sure I've seen that one. I think that was a 2020 release. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, the IMDb summary is a mute boy is trapped in his apartment with a sinister monster when he makes a wish to fulfill his heart's greatest desire. I didn't realize he was mute. Well, he doesn't talk the entire time. It's true, but there's, like, also not a lot of dialogue and just loud noises and, like, presumably jump scares. Sure. Sure. But I there just is thought some it was a talking. choice. It's I just, just it not done by him. Yeah. Um, I think this looks pretty good. I'd watch it. Oh, I will absolutely watch this movie. Yeah. Some good jump scares, maybe. Yeah. An you adorable know, child. He looks like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, so he I, does. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when you said he's so cute, I was like, yo, it's because she loves Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's adorable. And uh, after the trailer screened for me, it led into um, his personality test. And so it was just, like, a little video of him talking about why he loves acting and his dimples. And I was like, stop it. He's adorable. This is adorable. (laughs) Who can handle the adorableness of the little boy? I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. The gin better leave him the fuck alone. I'm coming (laughs) after it. (laughs) I don't know. It doesn't look like the gin leaves him alone, Carly. It really doesn't. We're going to have words. (laughs) You're going to have words with the gin? Yep. Watch out, buddy. Good plan. <laughs> good plan. Good plan. Good uh, plan. I think it looks good. Uh, it looks really good for an indie film. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm down. I'm I'm gonna check this one out. Same Z's. A little scary. I like the jump scare at the end. Spoiler alert: There's a jump scare at the end of the trailer. You, you love the jump scares. I really do. Are you gonna see it good. in theater? 
um, I don't know that I'll be able to. Oh. So we'll see what happens. Oh, I don't know of the what limited, limited release. Gotcha. I don't know what limited means. I don't leave it, live in LA, so that doesn't mean I'm going to automatically get it. That's true. <laughs> like it means for you. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. I p- apologize. Yeah. Like as as someone who lives in LA, limited release means you're definitely getting yeah. it. But like anywhere else, if you don't live in LA or New York, that doesn't mean anything. It's like true. it could. <laughs> I just like assumed I was like she lives in California. That's fine. You know, it doesn't. Nope, not necessarily. Not how it works. No, unfortunately not. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Gonna check it out. Um, don't know what these other guys have done, but let's do this. I'm ready. It looks nice. It looks crisp and clean, and the acting looks good. It Those does. are two good things. It looks very got some pretty. CGI going, but it doesn't look bad. No, it doesn't. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Let's move in. Let's just move in. Let's I'm jump ready. in or move on. I'm but very ready. Not really move in. That doesn't move work. into the next segment. <laughs> we can say that. That works, sure, 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 right? sure, sure, sure. Yeah, let's do that. Um, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> the first flick that we're going to be discussing today is "They Reach" from 2020. Oh God. Uh, sorry, I don't know what just happened there. My brain was like 2020. <laughs> <laughs> did you forget that was a year? I was like that. And on a state of mind. Yep. Yep. Sure <laughs> did. Oof. Uh, it's written and directed by Silas Dahl. Uh, this is his first, first feature length film. Uh, it's also written by Bry Troyer. The IMDb summary is, in 1979, a young girl stumbles upon a possessed tape player she unknowingly unleashes a demonic entity that haunts her family while slowly dragging the small town of Clarkston to hell. Hmm. Yeah. This movie. (laughs) I have things to say about this movie. (laughs) I'm glad we're like jumping in quickly because I also have things to say about both of these movies. And I'm really excited about it (laughs) because I feel like... For the past few episodes, we've just been praising everything we've been watching, and I'm really excited to, like, look at something more critically. Yeah, this is not going to be one of those episodes, probably. Assuming. I'm assuming. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, Um, I just said it wasn't, so we're good. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, spoiler alert? I don't know. Does that work? (laughs) I don't... Whatever. Yeah, you're good. Um... The words that I'm trying to say are this movie, when I first started watching it, the, the right out the bat, the acting, not great. Um, it looks so good, though. Like, I think it looked really good. I even think the CGI at the end looked really good. When I started watching it, it reminded me of an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Mm-hmm. And like, all I wanted to do then was like, watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay. I, mean, um, I think I think there's a lot of good here. The story I think is great. The story is interesting. I I agree the effects that we get are well done. We don't get a ton. They cut away a lot for the quote unquote good stuff, mm-hmm. you know? But like the but end I, where there's like the portal that the dad right. goes through, that no, exactly. great. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like when we do get effects, special effects or otherwise, mm-hmm. like they're really good. So I feel like they spent their money wisely yeah. when it came to effects. Um, but I agree the acting is 
distracting. It's so distracting. And like the end is supposed to, you can tell, you can tell in the writing and you can tell in the way that it's cut that it's supposed to be sad. These moments where we lose some of these characters that we're supposed to love. Um, it's supposed to be sad. And I found myself like laughing out loud and I felt sort of bad, but I was like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, well, some of it is like over the top goofy. Yeah. And I'm not sure, like, I'm just not sure what the intention was with between writing, directing, and acting for those moments. Sure. Because there's some moments where it's so goofy and some where it seems more serious and it feels very different tonally throughout the film. Like, it goes back and forth. Yeah. A little too much for me. I agree. Like, um... It almost, I don't know, it's, it's, I wish it was more balanced. I wish the goofiness was maybe a little less. Fewer of those moments. Like, it's cool if you have a character or two that are goofy, but it seems like we had Cheddar, who is like a super goofy girl, and then we had the goofy cops, and it was, I think it was just too much goofy for me. Pick one goofy character, and that's good enough. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of over the top stuff that like was more obnoxious than funny. Yeah, like we have one um, Dewey in Scream. Yeah, you know, like and we don't have three Deweys exactly. running around in Scream. And he's although I like guess you could argue theory. that Matthew Lillard's a little. That's true. <laughs> a little. Goofy. There, well, there are two different kinds, right? There's That's like, true. It's there's true. like Dewey, who's like awkward and adorable, but like you know he he doesn't have it all together. But you love him because he's just he's trying and he's doing his best, and he's the deputy. And then you have Matthew Lillard, who's like the overconfident, like funny guy of the group. You know. But I will say, I think it's a good attempt at character building because. I think some of it works enough. Like, I like Cheddar. Yeah. I like her. I'm like, she I wish I had very... a backpack full of corn dogs. All the but time. I'm not sure that the the timing worked. Like, the comedic timing wasn't there. No, to, it was. To really pull it off mm -mm. in the in a way that would have been a little more effective. It's hard when you have kids that are yeah. acting because... A lot of times when they they know that they're supposed to be that comedic character, they're so over the top. And there's a yeah. lot of overacting, right? It's yeah. hard to kind of like to get it where it should be. Um, some of it was probably the actor. Some of it was probably the, the editing. Um, yeah. It's hard to get that right so, like a lot of the times, you know, especially in a movie with a lower budget. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it feels lower budget only because of the acting, though. I agree. It looks like a great, like... I don't think there's anything else here that makes that screams low budget to no. me. But see, that's the thing that's interesting to me, because it's everybody. It's not just these kids' characters, right? It's like... Yeah. All, like, none of... I wouldn't say that anybody stood out to me as, like, I believe what they're saying. You know what I mean? I think that maybe... Maybe the dad. I think the sheriff does an okay job. I think the dad does an okay job. Maybe the dad. Um, but You don't agree that the sheriff did an okay job? I think that he also kind of felt like a weird comic relief character. So I think he did his best. 
with yeah. the material that he was given, you know? But, like, yeah. I agree. He was supposed to be, like, an endearing, lovable character. And he was. I did like him. Um, But his death made me laugh. Not that it made me laugh, but, like, the cut of it made me laugh. Spoiler alert, he dies. <laughs> Pretty much well, everyone actually, dies. nobody dies. That's so. true. Everybody dies and Spoiler nobody dies. Spoiler alert, nobody dies. <laughs> so that's why we're saying we can't spoil this movie for you. Yeah, sure. Um, but, like, I, I just was watching it and like whatever he uh what happens to him he gets like does he get shot or is it like the animal like stabs him in I the chest or something i don't remember something to happens be there's lots yeah. of blood and the little boy it like cuts to a side view of like the sheriff kind of dying with like blood everywhere and the little boy like fake crying and shaking his head no and it was like the most melodramatic but like funny not supposed Wait, to are be you talking about the moment. sheriff dying yeah Oh, he gets like a knife to his gut. Okay, like or some, something. but it like shoots yeah. out at him or something. Yeah, like it's supposed yeah, yeah. to be the kid and then it like gets him, the sheriff. It made me laugh. Yeah. Really? I didn't laugh at that. I okay. I was like that's I don't think I laughed at anything. I totally was like, "Oh my." Not at the- not at him dying, but the shot right afterwards cuz the kid's like fake crying and shaking his head and like saying no, and it's like sure. so over. It's like so over the top. Yeah. I don't know if maybe they were trying to amp up the campiness because of the acting. Maybe. I do not know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. But like it's close. Yeah. You know, like I would watch more from this director. You know, if they got a little bit more money in their pocket. I would too, because this it looked great. And there there's a lot of good stuff here. There's a lot of good stuff. There is some um, writing issues, though, and I don't know if it had to do with editing or if it was like legit writing issues. Mm -hmm. But um, while I appreciate them adding details about Jessica, um, I feel like they hit a little too hard on the I'm supposed to be a girl, but I like science. Yeah, I agree. They talk about how she's a tomboy every other word, I feel like. It's constant. Yeah. Um, It's too much. And it doesn't, like, I don't understand why dad doesn't get it. No, (laughs) it's, like, so obvious. literally just like you. Um, And he's like, we have nothing in common. When he said we have nothing in common, I was like, she likes the exact same things you like. And you think, like, I don't understand why you would even say that. Or you have everything in common. You have literally everything in common. And then mom is being like having this conversation with him about how like, oh, you have more in common than you think. Yada, yada, yada. She seems like, oh, she's like the supporter. She supports Jessica. But then later, Jessica says something to the effect of like, oh, my mom wants me to marry a rich man when I grow up. Which I didn't get that at all. And I was like, what? And then she's making dresses suddenly. And it just didn't work. It was super awkward. Yeah. They should have just Uh, like gotten rid of that whole thing. I think it was. I mean, it it could be like a little side note that you're misunderstood and that you like technology and maybe your parents don't get it. But I don't think we need this whole thing about making dresses. And I think that's just a little too. Mm. Too much. There's a word I want to use, but I can't. It's on the tip of my tongue. You'll remember it later, and I want you to. Just I don't yell want to say cliched, but it's like 
kind of cliched. I think. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, <laughs> also, <laughs> there's a part. Also, th- this priest makes no sense to me. I <laughs> neither of the priests. There's two priests in this movie. There's like the priest from the past and then there's the current priest. Neither right. of them read as priests to me. How weird was it? It was a very awkward moment when they go to the the priest now's door and then he like like a weird I don't know. He closes the door on them and then two seconds later he opens it. I'm like that was not climactic at all like we knew have him look at like a crucifix or something on the wall and then change his mind and open the door that makes way more sense (laughs) close the door look at your crucifix sigh and then realize you need to do it right you need to help you can't just close it and then open it like there's no (laughs) we don't have any context why did you change there's no context there (laughs) we change you change your mind because we know that it needs to happen for the plot to continue but like we don't know why you did it as a character right also what is with the CGI breath. Is that, it CGI breath? What is going on with the breath? It definitely looked like it. Because it's there some of the time and yeah. then not the next. Or like one character will have it, but the other won't. Um, I don't think that's how that works. And everyone is wearing hats with ear flaps. It's <laughs> true. Really it's true. They are. I never. I didn't even think about that. I just thought about cheddar. Cheddar wear, wear it just, it. It's so obviously not cold out. Like, it doesn't even register a little bit that it could possibly be cold out. And so it's just distracting when I see breath. Like, why does it need to be cold? Why does that matter? Maybe. I wonder just if maybe it be they, summer. like, filmed it at different times. The only reason I'm thinking about this is because I know that when they were filming, this is, like, a total different type of movie guys but when they were filming the notebook it was supposed to take place in summer but they filmed it in the winter so like you could definitely see breath sometimes but like not all the time so maybe it was something like that like something to do with where they were filming i'm gonna go ahead and say this isn't a notebook (laughs) issue (laughs) you think it was it was cgi breath (laughs) yeah i think it was just random they were trying something out and it didn't work fair enough Also, when they're at the priest's house, they're at the priest's house, and then there's a scene where the door is knocking, and they're all kind of freaking out, like, oh, is it going to be a monster or whatever, demon, whatever. Yeah. And they open the door, and it's the witchy librarian. Oh, my God, the witchy librarian. kind of love a witchy librarian. (laughs) Who doesn't? I love love her. She's my favorite (laughs) character. I love that, like, they're looking at books, and all of a sudden, she's just like, come to my back room. Yeah. (laughs) don't touch anything in that cabinet it's cursed i love her um so she like she's at the door and she says we have a problem and then it cuts to a different scene with different characters when it cuts back to the priest scene they're just talking about how to get rid of the demon so what is the problem why is she there like how what made her go there what made her go to the house because when she left them she was just like oh okay you're researching this this is cool and here's the address to the priest (laughs) and then an hour and a half has some sort of epiphany we don't know what it is why else would she be there 
I literally have nothing for you. Like, I don't know why they didn't just tell the witch the problem. Because it would have made way more sense. She's like, oh, I'll stay here and do more research and then meet up with you later. Why Why couldn't have that have been a thing? The witch has her <laughs> why shit <did> together. They... <laughs> like, once you find out she's really into witchy stuff, why wouldn't you just ask her a bunch of questions? She right? obviously knows a lot. Oh, my God. I'd <laughs> like, be like, look at this symbol. What is it? Yeah. Look at my hand. <laughs> Let's you talk about this. You obviously have possessed <laughs> things in your cabinet. What does this mean? How do I fix it? You know about curses. Oh, that's good because I think we have one. I'm tagging you in, lady. Yeah, Tell me who, more. Who wouldn't ask her questions immediately? You're going to the sheriff? Go to the witch. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> Everyone knows you go to the town witch. Seriously? When you have a curse problem. You found her. She, she said, here I am. Here's my <laughs> back room full of weird shit. And you're not like, hey... This weird possessed radio put this thing on my hand. I don't know what to do. Here's the thing. We here here here's a here's a take. We don't even need the priest. Mm-mm. We don't even need it. Other than at the very beginning, bringing it back. And do we even really need the beginning? No, God, the beginning. I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> so like. Because if we just had the witch, we'd be we'd be a great. That's all we need. Well, you know why we really don't need the beginning. We really don't need the beginning. It literally adds zero things to the story. It just adds some context to what we're working with. The only thing it adds context to. I mean, I guess like the possession of the boy. The mark. It's not the same. The mark and the possession. And the characters, the dad and the son. And the priest. Yeah. But like, think about how complicated they had to make it. They go to the library. They meet a witchy lady, but she's not part of it. Uh, The witchy lady gives them a book. They ask the witchy lady if she knows the person who wrote the book. By the way, how many librarians know the people that write all the books personally? And they just happen to live in town. That was the best. She was like, I can't give away personal information. Like, they made it so complicated. Just have the witch be the person. But here's the map. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I love that she's like, Here, you, here's, I can't give away that information. But here's the <laughs> no, map. No, she's adorable and I love her. And she's then the she, best. She like is like a wink situation. I'm like, can I be you when I grow up? I think I think she I think that actress pulled that that yeah, off. I forgot about her when I was talking about yeah, stuff. At the no, beginning. I did too, and we shouldn't have. She Shame killed on us. it. She, she killed did. it. She killed it. She did a great job. She deserves all the awards for this movie. <laughs> Bring back the witchy librarian. Cast Absolutely. her in, cast her in your next movie, Silas. As the same I, character though. Oh. Can she just, just the adventures of witchy library of the witchy librarian? Yes, please. I'm in. Absolutely. Netflix, pick it up. Oh, I'm down. I want this series. She's the best. How did you feel about our two cops watching the house being named Jason Muse and Kevin Smith? I mean, I laughed and I was like, this movie's <laughs> definitely a joke. <laughs> is it? I don't know if it is. I still can't tell. I don't think it is, but like, what the like, what are you doing? Also, like, when did Jessica figure out that the tape recorder is the doorway? Because A, I think she should have figured it out a lot sooner than she did. Yeah. But B, we don't see her figure it out. She just randomly splurts it out at the end. She just knows. 
Like she should have blurted it out at the priest's house. They the still would have had to go to get told her it. What was going on? She should have known. It's an object that you bled on. I mean, unless it's a tampon, like of <laughs> course it's going to be the tape recorder <laughs> That's or the fair. knife you were holding. Like That's it was. Fair. It's one of those. You've got two options, lady. <laughs> Bring them both. Do you have the tampon? <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. You don't want to leave anything out. Here's another Netflix exclusive. Yeah. The Cursed Tampon. You like it? Don't steal it. (laughs) (laughs) Patent pending. Oh, my God. I'm going to sell them. It's possessed. (laughs) Haunted tampons. Don't touch that box of tampons. (laughs) (laughs) This took a turn. Also, why? And then suddenly at the end, the demons don't like light. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) For some reason, just all of a sudden. I mean, I guess throughout the whole movie, they're not in the light. Yeah. But it's just funny that all of a sudden. How convenient. It's. I mean, I, I'm laughing about it, but I mean, this is still a, a fun movie. It, I would recommend to watch it. It's fun. It it's, is. It's not great. But I mean, they're doing something here and it's it's original. And I appreciate the, the effort. Like I said, I will watch more from Silas Dahl Same. for sure in the future. It looks great. Keep creating Silas. It's fun. I agree. It's fun. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's campy. I don't know if it's supposed to be, but like it, it is. I think it's supposed to be at least a little bit. I mean, with when you name your cop characters, Jay and Bob, essentially, <laughs> they don't, they don't. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is fun to talk about. I agree. Quirky characters without acting chops. That's what I wrote. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I am like I'm all about this witchy this this witchy library. Oh my gosh, please more of her. I definitely was like I should have been a li- librarian <laughs> when I watched this. I think about that often. Yeah. I know a few people who became librarians and they love their jobs and I was like, "Oh, I should have done that. That seems way better." I worked at I a did. library when I was like God, how I was probably in high school. Or middle school. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really it's do. It's a master's I just, like, degree, though. I, no, I know. One of my yeah. friends is a librarian, and I'm jealous. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a good It's a good job, man. Yeah. If, as long as the library stay alive. I want to be a librarian. <sighs> Living the dream. Living um, the ultimate dream. Also, did you notice there was a really uh, cute, like, point at the audience moment towards the beginning of the movie? When stuff just starts to get creepy and Jessica's in her bedroom with um, her boyfriend guy character and um, they like take a Polaroid of themselves Mm -hmm. and she looks at it and goes like it's going to be haunted or something. And how many movies do we have with like haunted Polaroids? Yep. (laughs) I thought that was a cute moment. And, you know, it's just they're making silly faces. I appreciated that. No, it was super cute. Because I was like, oh, thank God. It's kind of a cute movie. If the acting was better, it would have been even cuter. I agree. There's it's a lot of good It's hard to enjoy the here. cute moments. Yeah, unfortunately. But 
you guys will get there with your acting. Didn't quite work for me. No, but like I still had fun. Yes, I did. It looks great. It does. It looks great. Okay. And more witchy right. librarian. Okay, I'm done. Moving on. You guys can watch that one a lot of places. It's true. It's all over. Okay, moving on. Moving on. What are we doing? What are we doing? This We're is talking about. Yes, I know. Go with it. I was, I'm I was going to segue kind of in. You Keep know. going. Do it. Keep going. I, I was working on it, Carly, until you interrupted me. I know. I didn't interrupt you. I'm encouraging you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about Synchronic from 2019. Ooh. This one's directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Our believe- friends. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are they? No. <laughs> Our Twitter friend. I Our- think... I think I'm Twitter friends with Justin. I think we're Twitter friends with Justin. I think so too. Um, they we previously discussed the Endless. Their film, The Endless. We previously, though that I don't know what that word was. We previously discussed Resolution, another one of their films. We haven't done Spring yet, but I recently put it on the wheel, so maybe we'll do that one soon. I just got so excited. Um, and it's also it's written it's written by Justin and directed by both Justin and Aaron. Um, big fans of them on this show. Uh, the IMDb summary is two New Orleans paradigmic <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Sorry. What is wrong with me? I love that. I feel like I just tripped up that entire <laughs> thing. Like, like paradigmics was the icing on the cake of what was already not good. You know? Oh my God. I loved it. I but in true the final girls fashion, we're not editing it out because we don't edit out our mistakes. I'm we just live with them and try again. It's true. Just to sh- to show our listeners <laughs> that everyone makes mistakes, <laughs> and it's fun, and sometimes it's funny. Um. Anyway, the IMDb <laughs> summary is two New Orleans paramedics. I was li- sorry. I was really hoping that you'd say paradigmics again. <laughs> I almost did. I, I almost bad. did. Okay. Go ahead. Thank you for putting that in my brain. You're welcome. <laughs> Can I just start after the word paramedics? Or yes, because you keep... already said it. So keep going. <laughs> Two New Orleans paramedics' lives are ripped apart after they encounter a series of horrific deaths linked to a designer drug with bizarre, otherworldly effects. Nailed it. Nailed it. God. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. Thank you, Carly. You're welcome. So. This was your first time watching this. It was. You've seen it before? Yes. Okay. You saw it in theaters? No, I saw it when it ever it first came out. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. I think that it dropped, like, I don't know if it was, it wasn't immediately on Netflix. I think it was for Rent first. So. Of the films I've seen from this pair before, um, this is not uh, this is my least higher favorite. on my list. I, I, for me, this wasn't my favorite. No, you felt the same. I did. This is definitely my least favorite of theirs, um, by far. I'd say I like the idea. Yeah, and I think. The first half of this movie is very good. Yeah. But something happens in the second half that 
changes that for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll discuss how (laughs) and try to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure out what went wrong. But I also know that I'm in the minority. I know a lot of people like this movie. Really? Quite a few. Yeah, quite a few. Modern Horror's team was all about it, actually. Really? Um, Yeah. I don't remember that. A majority of the people that I know feel similar. I mean, just chatting with them on Slack and stuff. I don't know, like, what's up on the site. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Where it's like the end is just not my favorite. Yeah, Um, but to me, it starts sooner than that. Oh, it definitely does. I agree with you. It 100% does. But um, it definitely, like, turns. There's a lot of really great ideas Um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel, I'm also trying to figure out like what went wrong here because I do like a majority of it, I feel like. Um, but it, it misses with me. And I feel like upon the second watch in particular, I found myself really bored, which I never have felt before watching one of their movies. Um... And I don't want to, like, compare it to, like, their past movies, obviously, because that's, I mean, it, this is, like, a different entity altogether. Right. Um, and I am i don't know if it's something that misses in the logistics of the weird time travel situation, but I, I feel like something doesn't make sense. I don't know that I have a problem with the time travel aspect. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with the characters... Um, and like where the story goes, and I, I agree, the ending is is rough. That's the part that bothers me. Um, but let's kind of kick it off. Like, who here's here's where we start. Okay, who is the main character of this film? Is it Anthony Mackie or is it Jamie Dornan? Um, I am under the impression that it's Anthony Mackie. Throughout the entire film, yes. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> hmm. Is he the? Because to me, it reads that Jamie Dornan is the main character at the beginning of the movie, and then somehow Anthony Mackie is the main character at the end of the movie. Uh sure. And I think that's part of my issue with it. Yeah. We're focusing, focusing, focusing on Jamie and his relationship and his daughter. We spend a lot of time with them, I feel like, and then we don't. And then suddenly that whole relationship doesn't matter. <laughs> like, the only reason it mattered was so that we know that the daughter matters, I guess. I don't know why there needs to be difficulty between he and his wife, really. Story-wise, I don't know what that's adding. It's a weird extra layer that really doesn't mean anything to me as an audience member. But I feel like the idea of it was so that Anthony Mackie could have, could feel like he's basically saving their marriage and their life, which uh, by saving the daughter by giving his own. Does that make sense? I don't know if the words that I just said made any sense. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I just don't I don't think it it did that. I agree. 
I said I think. But maybe that was the the idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, I don't have. Did you see Horror Noir Mm -mm. on uh, Shudder? No. Um, I think we've discussed this before, but Horror Noir is a documentary. It's available on Shudder and it's it's a docu. It's a documentary. I almost just said it's a documentary again. Oh my god! Please give me some <laughs> more. more. What am Third I drinking? I'm drinking cider. I'm drinking pineapple cider, and apparently, it makes it's me not be able to talk. <laughs> it's doing some speech magic on me. <laughs> um, but it's it's a it's a documentary about um, black people in horror films and how they're portrayed, uh, and it it goes into some of the tropes that we see repeated over and over again. And there's two very big tropes that they discuss that we're seeing in this movie and it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth and i don't think it's intentional but i think that it's causing a lot of problems to how i feel about the movie and i think it's causing a lot of problems just i think they fell into these tropes without realizing it and i think that it actually kind of messed up their movie interesting what i are think the- if they steered away so here's here's the first one the first one is like the magical, the magical black character, right? Someone who is black has this supernatural ability that helps them to save the white people. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. So we have that here. He has a special ability that he gets from his cancer. Yikes. <laughs> Of his pineal gland that makes him able to withstand this time travel. So he has the supernatural ability that no one else really appears to have, right? Beyond that, we also have, like, the sacrificing black character. The black character who will sacrifice themselves for the happiness of the white folk. Sure. We also have a lot of that happening Yes, we do. Yes. So, like... If our main character <laughs> is is falling into these side black character tropes, I think that's a big part of our problem. I think, like, that's why I'm saying, who is the main character? Because they're writing our main character like he's not a main character. And I think that's, I think that's it. Are you saying that Anthony Mackie is supposed to be the main character? I'm saying they wrote his... I'm saying I think he is the main character, but I think I'm confused about it because of how they wrote him. Gotcha. Okay. They didn't give him main character vibes. They gave him side character bullshit things. Sure. Sure. I don't mean to use the word bullshit, but kind of. I know what you mean. Um, Like, think... Remember how when we did Annabelle... I was literally when you said the 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 black character that sacrifices themselves for the white people. I thought about yeah. Annabelle. Yeah, because I had the same ca- fucking complaint with that movie too. You did, and that was where we before... have. Sorry, go that ahead. was before horror. Noir. Well, yeah, I'm a little woke. I read a lot. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I just you know I see enough horror movies that I I try to pay attention to. Well, and it was like so in your face jokes. in that one. It is. It was literally like she was. That's why she was brought. Yeah, but there's still some people that think that I made that up. So I'm just saying, like, not. I don't think everyone 
is willing to recognize it. Sure. But I think, and I'm not saying that 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 there's racism in this film. I'm saying that that they, I think that they unintentionally fell into this trope hole and actually miswrote their movie by accident. <laughs> or maybe not by accident. Maybe that was their intention all along. I just think, like, no. Well, do you think that they wrote it? I mean, I guess they had to have Because I was, like, I was thinking, aside from, from really thinking about the the him going back i was gonna say do you think that they wrote that distinct distinctly as a black character but then when i think about the flashbacks that he goes into some of them are like particularly race-based so i guess it would have yes. had to have been i mean i think that it had to have been written yeah. in the script that way yeah, yeah absolutely that's a good point that's interesting i didn't think about that to be honest no. i love it i love talking about horror movies with you Thank you. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I, I was kind of screaming at the TV towards the end, where he's like saying, "I'm, I'm magic. I have to do it." <laughs> like, no, come on, guys. You don't. That kind of frustrated. That that's the part that kind of frustrated me, though. Is I mean, first of all, we can talk about the part where he was like, "I'm gonna fucking test this on my dog." Eat oh my dog! Just get a fucking rat. You know, like something that will survive. Go get something that you don't care about that you can put in your pocket. The rage. Like a rat, a mouse, a lizard. The rage. I had the Why rage. Why are you picking your beloved dog? Motherfucker. That Seriously. you can't even hold on to the whole time. Dogs are anxious and don't all, like, are you kidding me? Especially, uh, Carly, can I tell I had you? a heart, I, I had a really hard time watching that. I like a, didn't I, watch it this time. I'm gonna I be- am not a dog sensitive film viewer yeah. like you are, but I I could not. No. Because it didn't make sense why he did it. No. A There's multiple other options to test that theory. Yes. Than bringing your dog. I kept writing get a rat. Get a rat. Get Why aren't you getting a rat? Get a rat. <laughs> Seriously, and I I didn't watch it this time because I knew it was happening and I was like I don't need to fucking see this scene. I'm still angry about it. Um, I'm angry about. It. <laughs> I'm furious. I'm like, the rage is yeah. real. Yeah. Um. Like, what the fuck are you doing? First of all, I don't even remember what I was. There was a point that I was going to be making with this, and uh, now it's gone from my brain because I'm so angry about the dog thing. I think it was that. Um. So he knows he can bring stuff back by holding it, right? By making contact. Mm-hmm. So the end is very confusing to me because technically he should be able to bring her back by touching her, right? In theory, without her having to take the last pill. I thought they had to get back to the rock. Yeah. And he didn't make it back to the rock. Correct. And that's why he didn't. But go- he had yeah. her take the pill. Yes. Before but you think he ran. should have taken it? I don't think that he should have taken it. I mean, obviously, he needed to sacrifice himself. So, like, there needed to be something. But I don't, like, I didn't understand why, like, that, I did feel like he? that. Why? No. Why did he need to sacrifice no, 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 himself? No, no, I'm saying he, according to the script. I'm sure. not saying, like, okay. got in you, got theory, you. he had to, okay. like. You're talking about, you're talking about, I've oh, got it. Yeah, I'm talking about the trope. 
The science. Yes. The science behind it. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm okay. very bothered that like this pill is kind of like last resort, right? There can be there's so much shit that can go wrong between point A and point B. And in theory, whenever they're they take the pill at a certain spot, that's they like go back to a certain point of time, right? Like so obviously he has to take it at the rock. So they'll go back to the rock in present day. I think it's when the pill kicks in and it takes time for the pill to kick in. So I think he gave her the pill before they went to the rock to try to make it so by the time they got to the rock, they're good to go. Right. But I'm the, the thing that I'm saying that's weird is that so he's already taken the pill, right? So he can get there. Right. There's one left. In theory, he has his little watch set for the time. So in theory... That pill is on his time. Her pill isn't on his time, but for some reason, it's like magic working like it is on his Did time. He, ta- he didn't take a pill. I thought he gave it to her. He didn't take a pill. Not when he was there, but he took a pill in order for him to get there. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not catching it. I'm sorry. It's okay. It, I'm saying that it doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. It's possible. <laughs> long, I don't. I thought it made sense. Long story sense, short. But, okay. And maybe I missed something. I'm saying that the, the dog theory was a test. Yes. That he would take the pill and that yes. he could hold on to the dog, bring him Got there, it. and bring yeah. the dog back with right. one pill. Yes. But for some reason, he didn't do that. He gave the pill to her, the last pill to her anyways, when I personally feel like that should have been a last resort pill. Got it. So I think I think the reason is it took him more than seven minutes to find her. Gotcha. I don't know. But but also, why wouldn't he just... And he didn't go back to the spot, so he didn't get kicked back. So he had to give the pill to her so that they get kicked back. But in order to get kicked back, they had to go back to the rock and she would have to hold his hand. But they took the pill at the wrong time then. Why didn't they just wait until they got to the rock to take the pill and then just waited behind it? I think so, like by the t- so they could hide and then when they got to the rock, they'd just go. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that that's the right choice I don't like by it. any means, but, you know. <laughs> also, okay, then, so I, get, I found how'd... another note. Okay. I found another note that's in relation to who's the main character, and okay. I just want to go back to it if, you, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because I forgot about this. Sure. Um, so, so there's a whole part of this movie where Anthony Mackie keeps having flashbacks to these three coffins. Right. Two mm-hmm. big coffins and a little coffin. Right. And we don't know what it is until Jamie Dornan's character. And I have to say their characters, like their their actors, their actual names. Sorry, because I don't know these character names because they they say Dennis a couple times, but they never say Steve. Like I had no idea Anthony's Mackie's character name ha- was Steve. Uh, same. <laughs> they like never say them, their names. Anyway, um. So we keep seeing these visuals of Anthony Mackie's character having these flashbacks to these coffins, right? And then we find out Jamie Dornan tells his wife that, like, when, you know, after one of the hurricanes, they match the serial numbers of the coffins to Anthony Mackie. And so... Basically, Anthony Mackie had to go and and some looters opened up the small coffin and it was his sister and he had to see his sister's remains. 
and that made Jamie think of his daughter. Yeah, that was a weird scene. What? Like, if you're... That's very important and very powerful information for us to have about a main character that we're getting from a side character, and all we get is how the side character felt about his own daughter? Yeah, and then we never address it again because the daughter comes down and goes to the fridge. It's I thought she was already missing at that point. I think she was already missing at that point. I thought it was a flashback to that There was scene. a flashback, but no, but he talks about it with his wife and explains what happened. Yeah, but and it was the at the breakfast table. And then, like, it's yeah, interrupted by the Yeah, but they just are always in the kitchen. Down. The entire time they're in the kitchen. It's, it's later, though. It's later in the movie. I thought it was a weird flashback that I didn't understand. I just okay. think it's weird that we have this very important information about our supposed main character, Anthony Mackie. But all we're hearing about is how a side character felt about their own thing. It just doesn't make any sense to me. That's why I'm confused. Like, who's the main character? I don't know who the main character is. I really don't know. Because <laughs> for some reason, our white character means more than our black character, even though our black character is supposed to be the most important. I don't so think like, he I, means more. I think, I think they're putting more information about our white character and their feelings than anything else see i don't i don't feel that way um but I in do that think, scenario we do that's a very big deal i mean i don't think that we're i understand what you're saying however um i do feel like we're getting a lot of in, we're getting more information about our main character from other people than experiencing it through him, I guess. Fine, fine. But instead of saying, I can't imagine how hard that would have been for him and like how that must have affected him and he wasn't the same after that, then he started going into this spiral of drug use. That would have been good, useful information. Instead, Jamie's talking about how it made him think of his daughter. Like, no, that's the problem I have with it. I think that's irrelevant. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it totally is irrelevant. Um, I, I think that it it's just... I'm unclear as to if there is supposed to be one main character or if it is supposed to be both of them going through stuff because that's kind of how it seems when you look at it as a big picture thing. But when you look at it scene by scene, it doesn't feel that way. It feels... I mean, to you, it feels like Jamie Dornan's the main character. To me, it feels like Anthony Mackie is. But their relationship, I never really feel like I understand. Like, I never, like, I feel like they work together. But, like, I never really, un- unless we're talking, like, Anthony Mackie is telling the daughter stories about, like, them going out. Like, I never really get their bond. I can agree with that. It doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel like they've been friends forever. It feels like they're like colleagues. Yeah. So that I mean at the beginning, I think I think at the beginning when they're going on that first call together mm-hmm. and they're like being quirky and Anthony Mackey's wearing some girl's clothes. You know, like yeah. I feel like that whole scene works really well. But that's it. But that's the only one we get. That's all we get. And we never get like, I don't know about you, but like, obviously, 
Anthony Mackie is kind of popping pills because he's got yeah. a little bit of an issue. Sure. That he doesn't tell his friend about. Right. And his friend never really confronts him in a important way about right. noticing that he's might have a little bit of a pill issue. Right. Yeah. It just it feels like they're well, he, like he, he does confront him kind of kind of at the strip club kind on of his birthday. it's like casual <laughs> yeah right like it just i don't know there's a lot of a lot of things that just miss the the mark with me on this one character wise i think the character writing just needs help yeah overall i think the story idea is good yeah I don't really have a problem with the story. I have a problem with the writing. Yeah. Of the characters. Because you you just really need strong characters in this story. I agree. And strong relationships. And I really just no one feels like they care about each other very much. No, it's there. Everybody's very shallow. Yeah. Everyone's fighting all the time. Yeah. I think that's a big problem. You need the happy. Like, nobody ever seems like they really like each other. So, like, I don't understand. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't understand why why Jamie Dornan and his wife are fighting all the time. I don't understand why they're fighting all the time. I also don't don't know what that adds to the story. I also don't understand why Anthony Mackie feels like he needs to do this because I don't feel the closeness that supposedly you would have. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just a lot of... And, like, apparently he's very close with the daughter. Right. Is that a little creepy? Which we get from that one scene where he's giving her beer. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of weird. I mean, I think it's supposed to be like she he's her confidant. Like, she's he's the adult that she can mm-hmm. confide in. But we don't actually ever see her confide in him. And that's a problem. No. Yeah. That's the that's a big problem. Yeah. Because he's going to, like, save her life. So maybe we should feel like they actually they care about each other a lot. Yeah. Totally. But it is a little weird to think, like, oh, you're your besties with your dad's friend. Yeah. Are you besties with your dad's friend? Are you asking me? Because absolutely not. Are you 19 <laughs> years old and like your dad's friends bringing you beer? Like, think about if that happened in real life. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? That would not be OK in any scenario. No. Even if your dad's best friend is Anthony Mackie. <laughs> Even if. <laughs> That's a little weird, right? Oh, it absolutely is. It's a weird thing. It's a it's weird. I'm sorry. I love you, Justin and Aaron. This one's just not for me. But I am not. I'm I'll not. Catch the next I've, one, though. A lot of people feel differently, so check it out. Please watch it and 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 make that decision for yourselves, guys. People. Here, here. I do recommend watching it. I do recommend checking it out. Oh, absolutely. Along with their other movies, definitely, absolutely. Watch them all. Gotta catch them all. Am I doing Pokemon things now? You are. What's going on? I don't know. I'm closing my book. I'm closing the book. She's closing the book. That's all she wrote. She's done. So what are you drinking over there, Carly? What you got? So I was drinking... Hold on. I think I threw away the first bottle. I was drinking just a red blend from Madrigal Family Winery. (laughs) Now I'm drinking... 
uh, an estate petite Syrah. Oh, you've moved on to the Syrah already. Yeah. So I had um, this webinar thing for this, whatever, this thing at work that I'm working on. And they did like a little wine tasting before. And so I had all these like little adorable samplings of wine. But obviously, like I couldn't finish them all because I was working. So I'm drinking the last two little tastings. All right. What are you drinking? Your cider? Yeah, I got Two Town Cider House Pacific Pineapple. Yeah, It's an unfiltered pineapple cider. Yes, please. It's not overly sweet, which is my faves. It's delicious. Love it. Yeah. I like, you know, it's a little warm right now, so I like a, I like a cider when it's warm. It is toasty. Or a crisp rosé. There you go. You know. Yeah, I do. I do know. (laughs) I'm so glad. (laughs) Do you have anything you want to discuss before we spin this wheel? Uh, I watched the movie Nobody yesterday. Oh, what did we think? I fucking loved it. Yes, I've heard such good things about it. Please watch it. Yeah, I want to. It was a lot of fun. You know what I found out? What? You know the Conjuring movie we discussed last week during our trailer trash talk i do i do um that one is going to be streaming on hbo max when it comes out (gasps) along with theater release we'll put it on the wheel (sighs) we'll put it on the wheel i'll fucking put it on the wheel (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna have to figure it out So just just a heads up. Interesting. On that. Cool. I'm ex- I don't know. I'm excited to be able to watch it in my home, even though I'll probably go see it in theaters. Absolutely. You will. I know. I know. <clears throat> I met you before. You have. I'll see. I know how you work. I'll see anything. Okay. Are we ready to spin it? Let's spin. That. I don't really have anything to talk about. Okay. <laughs> Let's spin the Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off when you said it. No. Do you want to do it your way? No, no. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, I'm just turning up my media volume. Okay, here we go. Ready? And here we go. Carly. Tell me. Urban Legends. <gasps> The wheel heard you last week when you were talking about it. Guys, it's all I've ever wanted. (laughs) I'm so excited. Double check it's streaming. Yeah, it's not on um, HBO anymore or whatever it was on, but it's on Tubby TV. Okay. So I'm making it So we have a way. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go again. The Dark and the Wicked. I think Ooh. that one's on Shutter. I think so, too. I saw that, I think. Okay. Yes, it's on Shutter. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm excited. Oh, awesome, yay. awesome. Amy, there I'm you so go. excited. I'm very excited for you. I haven't seen Urban Legends. 
probably since it came out. <laughs> so Well, you're in for a little treat filled with Joshua Jackson, Jared Leto. Oh, I um, love Jared Leto. You know? Or at least I did. It's I loved 90s Jared Leto. He was a thing in the 90s. He absolutely was. Jordan Catalano, please. He, he was an app. An absolute thing. I don't know where I was going with that, but he was well, definitely he was a an thing. absolute thing. You're right, Carly. <laughs> absolutely an absolute. Sheesh. Uh, let's not forget Rebecca Gayhart and Tara Reed and Elise Alicia or Alicia Witt. We have a lot of people. Robert England, I think, is in it. Oh, there's a lot going on in Urban nice. Legend, and it's fantastic. I'm excited. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. Guys, I've been wanting to do this for years. Probably. Dreams can come true. It can happen to you. Thank you. If you have the wheel of terrors. God bless it. You know? God bless you, God wheel, bless of the wheel of terrors. <laughs> we just start worshiping the wheel of terrors. Don't tempt me. It knows. It does it know. It knows the things. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's so stupid how excited I am. All right. All right. Well, that's it then. That's it. Anything else? That is a wrap. Okay. So until next week, when we discuss urban legend and the dark and the wicked, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. 